Friends podcast. I'm Josh Lindquist. My co-host, Will Shaw, is joining me today as we interview actor and recently author Tanner Karens. Tanner, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk about your new book, Run Program. I can't wait to talk to you about it, man. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Super excited. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners tuning in, your new book, which is Run Program, and the link's going to be in the podcast description, um, is available on Amazon. It launched two days ago, right? Yeah, two days ago. I think, uh, what, the 13th? Yeah. Oh, that's, oh so yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, it's probably been a crazy two days, right? It, it's been wild, yeah. the um, I, I tried to, you know, release it, post it on social media, do every mm-hmm. sort of advertising I could think of. And honestly, friends, family, just people discovering the book, it, it's been incredible. That's so awesome. And this, this is your first book that you've ever written, correct? This is, yeah. I um. I, I wanted to write a book for the longest time, but yeah, I think this is the first one that's an actual book that that's released. That's awesome. Yeah. So then did you do a lot of advertising ahead of time, like just prior to the release to get the uh, momentum going, or did you just kind of launch it and then tr- uh, try to just blast it on social media? Um, I'm glad you asked. I um, you, you mentioned a word momentum. I think that was my goal in trying to, get the momentum going, but I actually started, I I'd say really advertising it a week out. So, um, prior, prior to that, I had completed the book. I had a draft, um, that I was ready to release. Um, so I submitted it for publishing and, um, that's when I posted on social media. I was like, Hey everyone, I have a big surprise coming one week from now. And, Instagram has a neat little function where you can put a timer. So I, I put a timer oh. for one week out. And Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize it had that feature. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that and sort of my, my mystery with it, I didn't release the title. I didn't release any information besides that. Oh, that's cool. Definitely caught some attention. That's awesome. That's a really cool way to do it where there's that mystery factor. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. What is uh, the, the guy who they had, J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, his quote-unquote mystery box method of just telling someone, well, there's a thing here. I'm not going to tell you what the thing is or give you any information about it. (laughs) But there's a thing. There's a thing, yeah. (laughs) Well, Tanner, tell us a little bit about the book. Like, um, what's the what's the kind of initial premise i know i've i've read the first chapter and it's a cool setup it wasn't what i expected and i was like where's this gonna go so i'd love to hear kind of your your pitch to prospective readers and then kind of talk about how the story came into being like where the idea came from how you developed it into the completed product it is now right well um (laughs) that's a a lot to go off of but um to to talk about the story um it's a science fiction story um i play a lot of play around with a lot of sci-fi elements um like artificial intelligence nice. and um not so much sci-fi uh, but coding um yeah. i grew up in silicon valley so i was really used to coding uh app development and uh, that entire scene mm-hmm. um and then that's actually a good transition into how the story came to be i would say it's a collection of a lot of the things that i was just experiencing that i grew up with that I saw around the world and the characters, I think they go through uh, a character, different character arcs of dealing with past trauma and dealing with um, depression. And I think those were things that, again, I saw 
in just everyday life and I, I thought needed to be talked about. Um, mm-hmm. I just happened to talk about them in this science fiction aspect, which I really enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, how long did it take you to like write the book? To give a general time frame, I think, I mean, I started during 2020. Um, yeah. It was probably a few months after uh, everything went into lockdown. Yeah. Uh, but I was writing, I made a goal to write at least one chapter a day. And That's awesome. I think it's got like... I have a, a test copy from Amazon. Probably. Oh, awesome. Isn't that uh, the best feeling when you get that first hard copy? It's so nice. It, it, like, I think it has the matte finish, and I was just like, oh, oh nice. it's so good. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, but um, it's got, what, 21 chapters? I, I think my first draft I finished in anywhere from a month to a little over a month. That's awesome. That's really fast completion for a first draft. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't include like all the editing like that. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A few months after that, but um, if I'm including that, I would say it took a few months to actually get something, something together, something that I was ready to to present to people. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that consistency when you because uh, plenty of people have the idea of like, oh, I want to write a book, but like it's that daily follow through that's really what makes it happen. So that's really cool. Yeah, I this might you. Um, this might be going on a little tangent, but I'm glad you mentioned that because um, when I first started advertising it, I mentioned that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think it's a secret to people that I grew up with dyslexia. I still deal with dyslexia. Um, mm-hmm. And I think consistency, whether it's regarding reading or writing a book, consistency, mm-hmm. just getting up every day and saying, look, I'm going to try and tackle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that was sort of the driving factor that can forced me to keep uh uh turning out chapters yeah no that's huge man and to overcome that and to really sit down and say here's my goal and i'm gonna work around whatever obstacles get thrown at me like that's really awesome you know that's really cool definitely definitely so that said though if you're uh like i i definitely can uh, appreciate the need for consistency there um would you say you're more of a planner then? Did you like plot out your chapters and everything up front or like, okay, I'll do this much this day, this much the next day, or what's kind of your process there? My process, um, I started with um, essentially the table of contents um, or like a brainstorming session. I Early on, I said, look, here's where I want the characters to start. Here's different chapters of different scenarios different obstacles that i think they can go through and then at some point i want them to be at the end i I, maybe i learned it from when i went to university my focus was in screenwriting so i i I had this idea early on here's the starting point here's the ending point um but i i digress um in planning that out i i like i said i had a table of contents i knew what i wanted to write before i wrote it and then it just went back to every day. I'm going to start with that piece, go to that piece, go to next, next, next. And then it all compiled into what it is uh, here. <laughs> That's awesome. I had a question and it just fell right out of my brain. I don't know where it was oh, going, no. but oh, it'll, okay. it'll come back. Will help me out. Well, you, <laughs> you find that. Um, I'm, personally, I'm a big believer in like cross, uh, like cross discipline uh learning 
And so, like, as an actor, like, how big do you think that, like, how much of that were you able to use towards writing a book? And how much do you think writing a book is going to improve your acting? That's a good question. That is a very that's good a, question. Uh, <laughs> dang, that's a really good question. I need a second to think about that. So don't <laughs> mind me. Uh, yeah, by all means. I would say that in the process of publishing this book, um, what I learned from acting, just being confident. And uh, I think <laughs> I had very limited acting classes, but everything that I've learned through experience and those limited acting classes is just being confident, uh, putting in the work of memorizing a script, working with your scene partner. And I think in terms of writing the book, um, I just kept trying to remain confident and collaborate with everyone. Uh, I have some incredible friends who took the time to edit the book. I said, hey, really random request, but could I get your help with this? And the confidence, I think, really helps. I, I really said, look, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I have my goals to get each chapter and then to finally publish it. And now that it's out, I think I have more confidence going back to acting that I can actually tell a story that, um, you know, I know how to talk to my audience better. Um, and I think, I think it goes back and forth, you know, having those different elements that support either work I'm doing. No, that's awesome. Cause yeah, actually our last episode that just came out today, um, our guest had a good quote where she said like, cause she's also an author. She said, um, you know, if you wait around for people to give you permission to tell your story, you're just going to be waiting. So she said, you got to give yourself permission and just go out and get it. And you've done that. It's awesome, man. That's so cool. Definitely. That's probably a better way to say it. Dang, I should have just... <laughs> Shout out to our last guest, Emma Jean, for giving us a good quote that I'm sure I'll quote on many podcasts in the future. But no, I, so I, I can't remember what question I had before, but based on Will's question, I do have a question for you. Um, so for our audience to know, me and Tanner met when we were both playing uh, wedding guests in a little movie called uh, Last Call in the Doghouse. And... Um, oh, man. Do you know where we can watch that movie? I haven't seen it yet. Is that, have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I um, honestly, I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> we filmed that like before the pandemic. That was yeah, like, I think it was ago. it was the December or November before the pandemic, and we went out to that ranch up uh, north of LA and yeah, filmed the, the little wedding sequence. And <laughs> well, we had um, oh uh, Judy Judy Geeson was in the scene with us from uh, she did a movie with Sydney Poitier back in the day. Right. Yeah, she was cool. That was awesome. <laughs> Dude, you yeah, I'd love to see where that movie ended up. Uh, I know, right? Cuz I remember like the director came and like was telling all of us the plot and yeah. I could just see the first AD like you don't need to tell him the plot. They're like background guys, like you don't need to tell him. But he was yeah. telling us about the movie and it was just like I was like I really want to see this now cuz I have no idea what he's talking about. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh gosh, what was I doing? Just recently, there's a movie on Netflix, which I don't know if I can legally disclose it yet, yeah. but we were acting in, uh, it, it was like a Coachella type festival. And that one, that one was much better about getting the camera in our face and saying like, okay, we're going to like dance around. We're going to have like pyrotechnics going off. Oh, that's cool. And uh, depending on the production, you could be doing a lot more action Um I've been doing a lot more auditions, a lot more speaking roles, a lot more um, 
I should clarify auditioning for lead roles that oh, nice. very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The cat's there. <laughs> <laughs> we try to have a cat cameo in every podcast. That's always our goal, <laughs> but uh, so, to circle it back from my crazy tangent, back to your book. <laughs> um, what, like, since there's a lot of, like you mentioned programming and that element of technology present in the book, mm-hmm. um, like, did you have to do like a lot of research? Or I know you mentioned you grew up in Silicon Valley, so like you had some familiarity with um, that industry already. Like, um, to make it realistic with those constraints of technology, like how much research played into that there, or how did that um, kind of affect um, your story? Yeah, I think I did a bit of research. Um, I tried to research ways that you could get different programs from one spot to another, um, because. When I grew up, I actually took um, like some coding camps, they called them. So I, I knew the basics that there were like different coding languages, that there are ways to uh, box different sections of code together okay. uh, to mm-hmm. perform different functions. Like I knew all of the basics, but I didn't know like, you know, I don't have a doctorate in computer programming. Oh, so yeah. um, I would say the book is my baseline knowledge and a little bit of research when you get to the end of the book um just to help the story move along and to help the characters uh with their different objectives totally that makes sense yeah well and i mean it's like it's not like coding is very complicated we all know that like (laughs) the way that you code is you just type really fast on your keyboard while bright lights come across the screen i know at least a dozen people in my hometown who are just like oh my gosh no (laughs) (laughs) it is all catching fire (laughs) right yeah Uh, our our podcast is going to be hacked now will thank you Well, uh, um, uh, I wanted to ask you with the publishing process, because um, I've published through Amazon as well, and I found it to be a really, um, you know, it's some parts of the process were much easier than I expected, and then other parts have been more difficult. So I'm curious, like, what was the what was the part that was, like, the, the easiest for you, and then what part was the most challenging of the whole publishing process? Right. Um, well, funny enough, um, I, I got your help uh, through the, <laughs> the Amazon process, but um, I think that easiest part was actually uploading the manuscript um because early on i mean uh going through amazon you can really quickly see uh like if you have a kindle version if the format is right same thing for paperback you can see if um i mean i could fix the format in maybe 10 minutes like it's super uh quick and understandable um i think that toughest part for me was actually the end where I went through uh, publishing it. And well, what are uh, some of your goals now that you're a writer? Like, what do you have any future literary goals there? Um, oh, that's a good question. I have another book, which I wrote uh, after this, and I actually wanted to publish it before. Uh-huh. But I think I, I made like a very amateur mistake and I, I put it on the back burner and just forgot about it. But um, I would like to write another book. Um, I would like to do that in the next, actually, I don't know what a time frame is because I already have a book sort of set up. I think um, I'd like to get it at least to a better draft uh, in the next couple of months. Totally. 
but I, I think the first book is always the hardest. Like once you know you can do it, it's like yeah. you're like, okay, I can do another one. Like it's oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting, man. That's cool. Totally, totally. Is is your second book a totally separate thing, or is it related to the to the run program? No, so that would be a totally separate one. Um, okay. The I've always wanted. This is actually a good uh, teaser for people. I've always wanted to write a science fiction epic, and I say oh. epic like uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. Yes. Uh, the Foundation. Um, I love Foundation. Asimov is a genius. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so good. Um, mm. But that was what I was trying to write with this. I'll call it the secondary book. So um, to anyone who watches your podcast i think that's that's what they can look forward to i'd love to write another book and i'd love for it to be a science fiction epic well i love science fiction epics so i can't wait to read that yeah. and i can't wait to finish your book too because like i said that first chapter was really like the the pacing and the way you express the character's emotions really gripped me early on yeah. and i feel like that's the hardest thing like at least for me as an author is like when you're initially introducing characters like it, it's easy to just start describing like surface level characteristics, you know, but yeah. for us, like or for your book, like you really get the reader, like to see what the character's feeling. And I was like, okay, like that was just a solid intro. So that's really exciting, man. You don't know how giddy I am right now. That That's so <laughs> great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think those are kind of like some of the big things that any creator really wants. Cause like anybody can, can just, create something of oh i like this character they seem nice saying that you relate to a character it's just such a much better compliment um and like i'm not a writer i'm an illustrator and so like the equivalent is like i really feel this piece when somebody like looks at something and it is like this connects with me that's the best feeling in the world totally totally <laughs> with the uh science fiction book that you've already published the science fi fiction epic on the that you put on the back burner what is it about science fiction that that you find so compelling um i i think it falls into like i've always loved this mm -hmm. idea of extraordinary things and um i think it connects to my answer if we're talking about the film world i've always loved uh sort of that mystical i always define space as being mysterious and other, otherworldly mm -hmm. mystical which um it, it is always something that i'd love to explore um and on a more grounded level um i've had discussions with um other family members who love reading and i think science fiction is a good way to critique society or to critique elements mm. of humanity and um not to sound cliche or overly poetic but um i think those different like the surreal aspect of it and the ground level of it i think there's a lot to play with with science fiction mm. i 100 percent agree yeah. Oh, yeah that's why i'm drawn towards like science fiction as well because it's like kind of the best way we can explore like future possibilities of where humanity is heading it's it's almost like the scientific method where you have a theory and then you test it since we can't test that stuff yet we're doing the next best thing and like just sitting and like digesting it and exploring it and like sifting through it you know emotionally and ethically and that, yeah that's why i love good sci-fi you know so yeah that's a good way to put it like the, the scientific process but it, it's like our, it the next best thing yeah the, yeah, the yeah. closest we can do so 
That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. Uh, to everyone listening in, I mean, go on Amazon, type in Tanner Karens or type in Run Program. The link will be in this podcast. Check it out. Tanner, thank you so much for being on Nerds and Friends, man. This has been great. Yeah, totally. Thank you for uh, for bringing me on. It's been a real pleasure. Of course, yeah. man. And uh, aside from your book, uh, where can our audience find you? Um, well, I have an Instagram. It's just my name, Tanner Karens at, or yeah, at Tanner Karens. Yeah. Um, I have a website, tannerkarens.weebly.com. Uh, 